3: So uh, a story came out from NBC and it says sex between men, not skin contact is fueling monkeypox, suggesting that is quite literally the seminal fluid of men resulting in the infections, which is why, according to several studies, the pustules are on the face and the anus and the genitals of men. Because in order for you to get monkeypox, you need an abrasion or a lesion of some sort. For, to, to, for the most part, like in almost all circumstances. Well, Lydia <sighs> was suspended.
4: Yes, what did, you, what did you
3: say and why did they suspend you?
4: Okay, so I made a somewhat inflammatory statement where I said that it was S STD, which they took issues with, I'm assuming. I still don't know exactly what I said wrong. They said it was hateful or something. All I did was say no one's asking the question, even on the right- why are why are kids contracting this? And it's up to nine now. For the record, it's up to nine children across the U.S. who have gotten this. I want to know why, and that was my only question. And Twitter suspended me for that.
5: Did you know it was an like? How did you get? I well, mean, obviously, I, there's some there's some indications it might have been an STD, but what right. kind of turned you on? To that? So
4: I I was concluding that it because call me crazy, but because it was appearing in gay men who had attended massive orgies. I was like, I assumed during Pride Month, I was like, this looks like an STD. Call me crazy.
3: So the official narrative was that it's just skin-to-skin contact that causes it. And because orgies are heavy (gasps) skin-to-skin contact, you're likely to get it. But the new study is saying, actually, it's the semen.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm glad they did it
5: fast, because this is what the HIV scandal, uh, they thought it was like if you drank out of the same cup as somebody, you could get it.
0: Yeah, the CDC for a while was like, it's any close contact, so like kissing or any kind of like... Anything that's considered intimate close contact, but I think they are really trying to dodge a bullet on seeming homophobic in some ways they don't want to come out and say like it is fluid it is sexually active people you're not going to get this by just sitting too close to someone who has it uh and i, I think you're totally right i mean it is worth getting the ding on twitter because this is a real question why are children contracting monkeypox yeah. especially when even when the cdc was like oh it's skin to skin contact but they were saying intimate skin skin contact like why would you that doesn't seem right at all let
3: us Return. With this new knowledge, yes. reassess the <laughs> yeah. dog that God. got me. Knew oh, this was
0: coming. its anus
5: right.
1: and its stomach. Have you heard this mouth. story before? No, this is real, right? I assume. So right. Yes, yeah, there's that's pictures of it. So is fine. that the actual dog? Uh, no. no, it's no. a no. Gray, he's a he's a greyhound. Oh. Do you
3: want me to pull the pictures? No. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <Can you? laughs> I've, I've already, already seen the guests, them, so oh, no. it's
0: up It's for out of hospitality. We'll show oh, you these strange no. pictures of lesions.
3: Oh, no. Ooh. You scrolled past them automatically. I you scrolled go, like, you past the it. human asses. <laughs> Look at that uh, dog yeah. anus. I don't really oh. want to see the dog anus with the postules on it either, yeah. but, you know, I didn't want this... There's, there's actually other photos, but this is the dog's tail being lifted in the anus with a monkeypox postule on it. The theory was the dog was licked,
5: it was on their skin, they laid in the bed, it got on the sheets, the dog rolled around on it, licked it, licked itself, got the monkeypox. I think they fucked that dog. But it got it on its stomach too, so were they jizzing on its stomach? I don't know. What do you mean? Who jizzes on a dog's stomach?
2: Who fucks a dog? The dog oh what the God. fuck? Shane. fuck is happening.
0: What Shane? There's like some big YouTuber who had some story about like molesting his cat and coming on his stomach. Uh, what? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember Sh- Shane Dawson. Maybe yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was like a big YouTube guy, and like this was a story that like he told on his podcast, and then just like moved on with his life. It was uh, Shane
5: Dawson. I saw that clip. See? Wow, oh,
0: man. <laughs> <Did> that <laughs> make you. it more Thank popular. Thank you for I, like
5: I don't know if it was what popular. you said it was, but it was Shane was talking about that thing. He was like, "Uh, did I say too much? What? Yeah, he so- was telling a
0: story about." About, like yeah, you think? being involved with his cat, which yeah. I think I is think, considered rape.
3: I think I figured out why Elon Musk is now trying to go to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I get it. I don't. I don't want to uh-huh. be here either. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> well,
3: because like if you get banned for pointing out that, uh, so the breaking news last night was that a ninth child, yes, nine has children. contracted nine children have contracted monkeypox. Right. Let me pull up George Alexopoulos because he's he's got uh, G Prime eighty five. He can help help us understand everything that's going on. That's right. Where is the... Uh, he got banned for it. It's oh, did he? Uh, oh, actually... over? Oh, no, yeah, we did no, I think... Too. No, there it is. There it is. Oh, okay, there he go. reposted it.
4: This is great. This is a good one.
3: Uh, we should do this, right? So it's... Uh, yes. I guess he got banned for it. He reposted it. It's a guy saying, Hey, what's up, my groomer? And the guy <laughs> says, Hold on, comrade. It's problematic to use hard R words like that. Oh, sorry. And who's the handsome young man? My stepson. Don't mind his little frown. He caught monkeypox somehow.
0: Somehow. Holy Ooh, fuck. gross. Ooh. Oh no. So dark. I, that cruel. Cruel. So dark.
5: I, I think it's sexually transmitted through the semen, but also potentially from skin to skin contact. Cause if you scratch one of those lesions and you get that bacteria on your, on your finger and then you scratch another piece of skin, I would imagine that putrefactive bacteria would start to like putrefy the
3: skin. It then has to be transmitted to a person who has a lesion as well. So what the NBC article is saying, what, what the experts are saying is, it is extremely more likely it is from bodily fluids than it is from skin to skin contact, and that it's reversed to claim skin to skin contact is causing it when it's actually gay orgies, mm, just to butt contact. This nice. is crazy. Which,
0: again, why are children isn't, contracting monkeypox? Isn't, monkey yeah. isn't
3: this in Revelation? Have you read Re- 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 Revelation? I uh, know. The monkeypox. Uh huh.
1: They use the word monkeypox? No,
3: no, no. no, no. no. Just like it said something like a disease or pestilence would affect those who are like. Yes, it is, mm -hmm.
1: yeah. What the fuck?
4: Well, they talk. This is a lot, gross. Yeah, they talk a lot about <laughs> uh, maybe, understatement. <laughs> they talk a lot about pestilence, but I was always given to understand that that was like in the Book of Leviticus, where the um, locusts came down and assaulted the Egyptians. But there was also a plague that was specifically enumerated in, you know, the the story of the the plagues in the Egyptians. So I'm not sure. Maybe that's what Revelation's talking about. That's it. It's the end of the world.
3: Uh, eighteen twenty-three. How do I pull over. up Revelation 18. 1823 Is the one that people told us to read. Right there. the light of a lamp will never shine in you again the voice of bridegroom and bride will never be heard again your merchants were the world's important people by your magic spell all the nations were led astray so apparently it was uh originally originally they said sorcery and sorcery was translated from pharmakeia right which is drugs Greek-
4: were considered a form of magic yeah pharmacy yeah, yeah.
3: so it's just people pointing out all this crazy ass shit is it the end of the world Kurtzka Saget. Do you guys know Kurtz Saget? YouTube channel. They put out a video the other day uh, called, Is Civilization About to End? It doesn't mean it is. But if this big YouTube channel with 20 million subscribers has decided now is the time to put out a video about the end of civilization, it's not because... It's it's because it's in the air. It's because they know their audience is asking about it. It's because they know regular people are feeling it. And so they decided to address the issue. So, and this is a big channel. They got 4 million views, you know, overnight. Is civilization about to end? I don't think in
5: that, I don't think that's actually phrased right. No. So the answer is no. I think that, I had a friend that used to be like, yo, civilization is destroying the world. And I'm like, well, it's the type of civilization because civilization can become, we can change. And then now we, you know, get our electricity from trees and it's still a civilization It's a different one. This civilization might be coming to an end, this world economic order. There's global, this American led, you know, militant militocracy or whatever we've got hundreds of I think yeah you're right
0: like in some ways this chapter of modern civilization or like what we have what we have constructed may be on decline but as we have seen throughout history once one civilization falls from prominence another one rises up so you know obviously I would never root for the end of the country or anything like that but I do think that our modern way of life and the modern civilization is not sustainable i mean tim says this all the time like if you have an ideology that promotes sterilizing your young essentially then how are you going to carry on
3: alex jones was right that's an understatement remember in, remember, in, in remember when he, yes when he was like turn the frogs gay no he was that, was that was the one psychology he was wrong on. no 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 or no See, the essence of what he was saying was correct there is a, st- a report from 2019 from psychology today about endocrine endocrine disruptors that are getting in our water supply and a phd researcher writes an article about how the endocrine system is very very fragile and there are um you know biphenols or whatever in plastic that are hormone disruptors and what's happening to people is that when you're when you're eating some of the chemicals so we we buy glass bottles here so, all the water that we do is is filtered and then put into a glass <laughs> bottle because we don't want... We do have bottled water because most people don't care, you know, like Lydia's drinking it. Mm-hmm. But if the plastic is <laughs> feminizing, <laughs> then it's probably a good bottle. thing for the women and a bad thing for the men. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. So, I might be able to pull up that report in a second.
0: There was a study, I think, and I wish I could cite it better. I believe it was done by Swedish researchers that it studied mice populations and it found that basically at the collapse of rodent civilizations... Uh, homosexuality but among mice became prevalent i mean there is all kinds of stuff to say that species stop uh naturally reproducing when societies are on a decline and we're seeing that promoted openly
5: lucky land casino
0: asking people
5: what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess ha! Uh-huh, in my dentist's office More than once, actually.
4: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
2: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
4: I never win and
2: tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
3: for details. Maybe, but we also have this. Gender Fluidity and Hormone Disruptors. And he goes on to mention, what does he say? Uh, polluted ponds could turn male frogs into females.
0: Hey, they Alex
3: are. Jones was talking about you that. You cite right.
0: the right person here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Another candidate is pharmaceuticals. The phenomenon emerged in connection with the contraceptive drug diethylstilbestrol. I got it. Mothers huh. who were unaware of their pregnancy continued to take the drug. It was found to have masculinizing effects on the brains of female fetuses. Huh. The limited evidence available indicated that when they matured, such females were less interested in caring for children and more interested in female romantic partners. Recent evidence indicates that phthalates from plastic and polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs, are one of many factors predicting gender dysphoria particularly in case of male-to-female transgenders.
0: Can you imagine if that medication just had, like, a side effect warning, may produce lesbianism in children? <laughs> like, it's crazy.
3: May make your boy want to cut off his balls.
0: But then if you're modern society, do you say, like, well, that's not a bad thing. That's just who they're meant to be.
3: I think the answer is simple. The answer to all of this. Homesteading, getting
5: Home the fuck school. away from Going cities. to
0: Mars, whatever. Yeah. Or Going yeah. To yeah. To Mars
5: It's a big part of it. Yeah. Are, are you a religious man, Michael?
1: Yeah, I'm a Christian non-denominational. Do you think Christian.
5: that when we talk about like revelations, for instance, <clears throat> that it's uh actually happening or maybe a self-fulfilling prophecy? I mean, what do you, you... It's doing? definitely
1: self-fulfilling. But I, I also, I, I always look at these things from a worldly perspective because we live in a world on planet Earth. And it's crazy because a lot of the people that we call radical and their ideology are actually conservative in their base and completely would look at this and go, what are you guys talking about? Like all of Islam, all of Hinduism, like all of these religions that we found radical extremists and look at this and go, what do you mean? You're taking the chemicals, you're, you're castrating, uh, little boys. Like what, what the hell are you guys doing? And they're just living their life. And you talked about like the, um, you know, the, the civilizations and the scales, Maybe we're a first-world country that just goes back to being a normal third-world country. Because I've been yeah. to Africa, and they're super happy. I've been to the Middle East, and they're super happy at the core of who they are. This
3: this is what's really funny. I see these leftists. They're ragging on conservatives who, who want national divorce or whatever. And they're like, blue states comprise 70% of the GDP. These people would be broke and poor. And I'm just like, that's how you know they've never been to the country. Mm-hmm. They've never gone to a mobile You know, mobile home with a chicken coop and talk to people there who are like, life's good. Mm -hmm. Like, they just don't understand that the wealth they're talking about for them is an addiction. For people who live in the middle of nowhere, they're sitting on their porch in a rocking chair with some straw in their mouth looking at the mountain with a smile on their face. Good point. Do you think we could not be the uh, global police force, we being the American government and the liberal ec-
5: economic order, but, like, that we could Liberal not, international liberal, economy. You really want it. <laughs> the liberal international <laughs> yeah. economy, the LIE. If it was not the predominant world order right now, do you think that we could live in peace without constant fear of being bombed by, like, stratospheric bomber planes are no i
1: think it's already built in the business plan i think that's part of the government's mo like uh, you know th- having access and placement across the world is a national strategy for security um it- having access and placement in all these places throughout africa the middle east southeast asia every single country has that access and placement so i, I think what one-, one of the problems are we're focused on national security from a large perspective China's worried about their economics. So you go to Africa and the Chinese are like fraggle rocks all over that place, mining, constructing, building, while we're sitting there worried about the next counterterrorism threat coming from that country, not building, not building self reliance. The problems that we're having today have a lot to do with outsourcing everything to the world and then not making ourselves self reliant. I mean, we just gave 40 billion more to Ukraine, which is a proxy war against Russia, and we are in a very serious domestic uh, issue uh, in our economy. Why would we do that? Well, it's because we're not thinking about our interest, the, the American people's interest versus the world global interest.
5: Do you think that the fall of the liberal economic order is imminent? It's imminent. Yeah. Um, what would be, so you think industrialization is like, uh, I, don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't want to be like that Kathy, that woman. is So what you're saying is, but <laughs> you mentioned industrial, like yeah. creating things. Do you think that industrialization is like a method of, of national security?
1: It, it, it completely is. I mean, if you look at the military industrial complex, it, it's, it surges capital that we use to surge innovation. And that's the excuse. It's like, oh yeah, but we want to get jobs and we want to get innovation and technology while the rest of the world just kind of does it. We use it as a, a as a, a means of entry, and so I, I think the problem is that business model is not like she said; it's not sustainable, and eventually it will fall off the map. I mean, and there's countries that have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of year years, and there's a reason for that endurance. We don't have the endurance, I, I don't think, and and all the things that people like in this YouTube video uh, feel—that's a real thing. I mean, that's, that's real. Like, but a lot of it's fed to the phone. My, my thinking is just like the guy sitting on the porch and Tim's analogy of, you know, staring at the mountain. If all your problems go away when you put down your cell phone, well, then that might be a solution for you. Mm-hmm. But when you put down your cell phone and all of those worries go away, what's left? And if you don't have no stability, no security, then you have no future. And so I, I think there's a combination of doing that, putting the cell phone down. But also thinking about your future, getting more involved in legislation and potentially politics, leading by example in your community, the list goes on.
0: Do you find that people uh, put off becoming self reliant because they're just generally dissatisfied with their life? Like, there's a, when you are self reliant and you're thinking forward thinking, you're thinking about the future, it's normally because, like, there are things that you want and you're striving for. Whereas apathy among young Americans, oh, the world's going to, it's it's too expensive, it's too whatever, I can't do this. Like there is a, a an emotional and mental roadblock among a lot of people telling them like, well, nothing really matters anyways. Do you think that is something people? Yeah, part over?
1: part of it is the lack of purpose, right? We're we're a purpose driven species. Mm-hmm. We want to drive, we want to have missions, objectives. But when you take that, when the wokeness takes down and breaks down the family unit, for example, no. Marxists say that the family unit is disruptive to to the to the master plan. That's a problem because now you're saying, like like my 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 three year old son, my three year old son is a train wreck because he's a little boy. He likes to get in everything. He smashes everything. My my daughter, who's a, his twin, is is completely different. If I tell my son, and get off your butt. And I give him directions. My, I have a nanny from Columbia, an au pair. I did that on purpose because I want my, my kids to speak Spanish. I also want them to speak Korean, which they will. But when I, when I bring her in the room and she hears me yell at my son, and I'm not yelling, I'm just stern. My tone is elevated. She goes, Oh, and it feels wrong, but is it wrong? Because what I just did to him is I gave him structure. Now he gets off his butt and he goes, Oh, that's what I need to do to do the right. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving him guidance. We are in fear of that because we think everybody needs this singular view of life. And so we say, oh, let your son figure it out, navigate in the bubble. Like, let him navigate his own path. He's three. He'll navigate my path because I'm his father. So that kind of thing is very scary for a lot of people. And I think you're completely right on. I think it's the lack of purpose in society, which is why if you tell me I don't have to think about anything, I don't have to do anything outside of pick up my phone, go to work like a robot – that is going to be a lot uh, more comfortable for most people.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too to your point about parenting, like a lot of people are afraid that their kids' memory of them will be that one time they spoke sternly and mm. it's upsetting or I hear a lot like I I want to be my kids' friend. Do you actually want to be your kids' friend or do you want to be a source of constant support and guidance. Like, you want to be their parent for a reason. A parent isn't bad, but there's a fear of authority and being not cool and not being relatable. And, you know, I I think that people don't embrace that role and therefore they parent purposelessly. Purposelessly. I can't say We're
1: scared of roles in that way. Like, my mother... Was a tiger mom. You know, tiger mom's a real thing. She was an authoritarian. She was very disciplined. My dad was the pussy. He was like, "Oh, son, you know." My dad faked a spanking once. Like he hit, he hit the desk next to me to to make his. Mom, my grandma, think that he was disciplining me. He's like, don't tell anything. Get some tears in your eyes. Mm -hmm. We walked out. I'm like, man, my dad's so cool. But (laughs) if it wasn't for my tiger mom instilling that discipline, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to get back to. Uh, uh, The whole breakdown of all this, to me, relates back to the most significant variable, which is the breakdown of the family unit. Mm -hmm. And and I, I don't mean family unit and specifically a man and a woman, how I was raised. I just mean a relationship that's stable loving empathetic but also driven whatever that is to you it's
0: like a structure of people who want your best interest and they don't want you to become complacent they want you to strive for everything that you could have in life
2: 100% I mean we've outsourced education Mm -hmm. like That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The idea for me that I would put my kids in somebody else's hands, hell no. Because of all the woke politics, because all the drama, because the teachers want to use it as a political platform, you are not teaching my kids. Here's an idea. I'll teach my kids myself. And you know what? They'll be ahead of everybody. Well, no, you're making them socially awkward. We'll see how that works out in the end. We'll see who's set up for success and who's set up for failure.
0: I know a woman who runs um, a local coffee company here in West Virginia, and she says that the best staff that she has are homeschooled kids because they're taught to communicate with adults. They're expected to behave in a certain way. They're not shunted off, like go play with the other kids. Don't talk to the teachers. Don't, you know, they're encouraged to interact with a multitude of people across professional and age groups
1: the the education system is like the military they cater to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. so if your kid is the lowest common denominator the bottom of the barrel and you accept that reality then throw them to the wolves but if you think you want to set up your kids for success don't be afraid at looking at potential options including homeschooling your kids mm-hmm. It it can be actually very fulfilling and and, and it could be kind of easy i mean yeah. there's groups in utah where i live uh thanks to the the mormon or the lds population there they had this stuff down i mean they have preparedness manuals because they think about this stuff they were oppressed i mean i, I love uh utah and that and that reason
0: well and i would assume too with the ls community like they uh one of the LDS tenants is it's like having a big family it's important and you get sealed in the LDS church with your family forever like the idea that your legacy lives on through your ki- kids and you are a community that is building in and of itself is part of their culture and I assume it must be really uh, intense within the state. Whereas like other places it's, you know, put off having children, don't know your neighbors, don't really interact, you should leave home and be away from your parents, it's much more isolating.
1: Yeah, we're, we're the only country who rolls that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go to Afghanistan, Pakistan, Libya, all these places that I've been, the idea of even separating your child from you and putting them into a room by themselves is very unnatural. Kids grow up in the home with their parents, and they interact. And there's no expectation, like, you're 18, get out of here. Like There's not even that concept. It it actually, in the LDS as well, uh, the the kids stay. They go on mission, Mm -hmm. which is two years of of a worldly or outside perspective, and then they come back. And, And that idea, again, is structure, and that's scary for a lot of people. But we're dealing with high rates of suicide, mental health issues, active shootings, which are symptoms of mental health issues, more than we've ever seen in the history of our country.
5: Mm-hmm. Do you you mentioned earlier the uh, military applies to the lowest common denominator? Do you, has it always been like that?
1: It's always been like that because the the unfortunately um, the lowest aptitude <laughs> population of our country has fought and and took on the the hardest um, laboring of war for this country. Mm-hmm. And it's common, right? It's, it, and not to say that if you serve in the military, which I have, that you're not intelligent, but what we do is we say, who's gonna fight the wars? What's the aptitude of the people that we want in the infantry, for example? It's not very high. I mean, I went to infantry basic training as a 17-year-old and was babysitting 25-plus-year-old uh, adults, grown males. And so that, you know, again, it's a pull of the population, but who's literally, you know, who who's shouldering the brunt of all of that? Usually lower economically, you know, pobre, impoverished people. But now nobody wants to join. No, but nobody wants to join. Yeah. And and this, is this because it, of the wokeness? It's because, literally, it is because of the wokeness. Because I get it all the time. People are like, Mike, is this the time to join? I'm like, listen, I, I served under Obama, he was good for. CIA operations and special operations, because a lot of it, he he didn't have to take credit. He 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 could take credit for it when it was appropriate, but he could just say, "Oh, I didn't," you know, that that's not us, because covert covert action. So uh, I'm like, don't leave politics out of it. Just serve, and we're getting into a situation now. I just talked to the tomb guards today. They told me they're short they're short staffed because the record of retention. Is at a record low. So there's a people leaving quickly, departing the military, and there's nobody signing up for the military.
3: It's bad, but in some ways, good. Like it's it's good. Like people are standing up and saying, "I'm not going to be party to this to this stuff." But it's bad because it's it's the erosion of our armed forces of our, of our country.
1: Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary.
3: I met a guy. Um, he was uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was a captain or something, and he said his dream was to retire mm-hmm. while you know he was going to serve until he had no choice but to leave. And now he's like 30-something, and he's like, I resigned. Resigned yeah. as commission. Doesn't want to be involved anymore. He was like, the things they were telling us, the things they were demanding of us, it was insane, woke bullshit. And I said, fuck off.
1: So I I, I, I haven't said this uh, uh, only on small segments and stuff, but um, I, I separated from active service in 2013. When Benghazi happened uh, in Libya... I was in a special operations compound at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, monitoring the whole situation. I was actually supposed to do a key leader engagement video conference with the ambassador and the team lead of the special operations unit on the ground in Libya that day on September 11th. We know it happened. Benghazi happened and Ambassador Stevens, an analyst and two global response staff officers were killed. I went to Libya in October the next, the following month. We had, and I said we, but there were two members of U.S. Army Special Operations Command that were with me. I had a special operations unit that included three of us, me and two of my guys. And we had enough information that corroborated a man named Abu Katala for the attacks on the embassy, on the annex in Benghazi. We presented it to the ambassador, who was now the charge, Alexander Pope was his name. And we said, hey, Chargé, here's the target packet. We can kill this guy right now. We can kill or capture him in a unilateral operation. We could do a bilateral operation with a counterterrorism Libyan force, which I ran that program. Uh, It was a congressionally mandated program before 9-11 to stand up a Libyan counterterrorism force to counter Al-Qaeda in northern Africa. and Or we could do a kinetic strike. He said, the political climate won't allow us to do any of that, so we're not going to do it. I saw the email chain before, between the Secretary of State, then Hillary Clinton, and everybody else involved, even Brennan, where they said, we are not going to do any of this. And um, that was frustrating for me and my guys. When When that happened, we were like obviously butthurt as guys who do this for a living, who protect Americans and then kill bad guys. Algeria, uh, Oil refinery in Algeria was taken hostage, and there were three Texans, three Americans there. And we said, "Hey, we're going to conduct an operation, and here's the operation. Let's do this." They said, "Denied. We're not going to do it. Like y- you're not going to do it." The Brits, the British SAS, bypasses said, "We're going to do it." Then they Whoa. went to do it. Algeria did a botched hostage rescue. They wound up killing some of the Americans. Wow! They did a gun run on innocent civilians, and I can't, I flipped a table on a lieutenant colonel. Um, lost my military bearing, which is the first time as a senior master sergeant in special operations. When I came back, I immediately left the military. I dropped my paperwork and they're like, did Mike get a DUI? Did he get, did he get in trouble? Like what happened? He's like, no, he's getting out. And I went to the reserve component and then I started working for the global response staff office of the CIA because I was like, that might be the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm done. I was blacked out on Fox news as a Benghazi whistleblower telling this story wow! right after this this happened, uh, a three-part series with Brett Baer. And then six months later, I did it without the the shadow, without the cover. I was on active duty at the time. Wow. wow. Political, wow. political it,
5: expedience yeah. overriding military command is troubling to me because the same thing with the surrender in Afghanistan. It felt like they were trying to do it was politically savvy. The only reason I would think a government would do that is because they're either so confident that they cannot lose no matter what, or they're in cahoots with somebody else. Like, is there a global force that is controlling the American political structure and military right now?
1: I, I would look. There's a whole. I don't. I don't buy into a lot of conspiracy. I do, I buy into a lot of corruption because people are corrupt and people are stupid. I mean, I work for the government. Like this idea that there's a deep seated uh, conspiracy within the, the the ranks of politicians. It's funny to me because I've seen how politicians operate. They can't plan a retirement party, let alone some, you know, construct a plan, X plan to do something deeply seated in a dark state, like very difficult to do. There there are idiots in the government, right? Part of it's political, but also part of it is based on their uh, allegiances where the corruption is. So when you take China, for example, and how deeply seated we are in China, what happened when we pulled out, out of Afghanistan? China, North Korea, and every major player came to the Taliban and started working mining and resourcing deals. When I was there in 05 and then back at, and again in Afghanistan in 2010, we knew the Chinese were mining in the Hindu Kush, pulling uranium and all the other precious minerals out of the ground. And I'm like, what? Like they're there doing that and the Taliban's not messing with them? No, they hadn't agreed. They were in cahoots and they were financially providing support to the Taliban, who was killing Americans on the battlefield, and then we pulled the plug and gave them all the resources to China. That seems suspect to me. If I was in cahoots with the Chinese government and wanted to make this problem go away, but also support by proxy the people that I align myself with, I would do that. And if you look into every, even the even the land, the agriculture in America, um, we we are completely. Um,
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW, void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: I'm not into conspiracies either, man. But that would be a good plot for a movie is that the president's like, we're giving Afghanistan to the Chinese so that they don't take Taiwan.
1: Yeah. Why, why not? I mean, yep. you, the uranium, look, when I was in Africa, in Niger, Africa, right before Boko Haram attacked, I, I walked around and was like, There are more Chinese people here than Africans Mm -hmm. from Niger. What is going on? And I went to the hotel and I said, I said, what's that hotel? It's a really nice hotel. And they said, oh, that the Chinese are building that. Like, why are they building all this infrastructure? Because they have a trade with the Africans and mining everything that's here for, for decades, by the way. So I'm like, oh, so all the resources are here. They're getting mining to their country, feeding the machine and then by the way they did a deal with that country which pushed the Americans out which they literally did in some ways
3: it's modern colonization it is china has so many people that seeking opportunity many of them go off to other countries and then you end up with like in australia they started hoarding all the protective gear when covid started and sending it back to china mm-hmm. so people don't realize this they think it's just like it's just you know immigrants moving in it's like but it's literally colonization
1: it is and and by the way all of those government workers and all the contractors and managers all work through the, the Chinese government. None yeah. of that's free enterprise. They're doing that to support the Chinese government. So that is colonization. And, and it's on a massive scale. And they're playing the long game. While we've been fighting the global war on terror, they were building out their, this economic plan to take over the world. If China and Russia right now said together, we're going to invade America because they're at their weakest and we're going to take over their country, they would be successful.
3: And you know what they would do? Russia said, there will. uh, Russian pundits said there will be a civil war in the U.S. The only question is, who do we support with weapons? What they would do is they would sow discontent or wait until the election and then they would invade, but they would do it under the pretext of helping preserve American democracy. Crazy. You're right. Of whichever side Mm -hmm. it would be. So they'd say to the Democrats... We're actually here to help you because Donald Trump's a madman. Let us assist you in this war. But I think it's more likely is they would fund the MAGA side mm. for a couple of reasons. Donald Trump wants America first. So that kind of lets China go off and do their thing. Let's Russia do their thing. There's not war. Most people, I think, in the country pref- would prefer like a non-intervention kind of international policy. But it's also because it's the establishment, Democrats... Uniparty who want, you know, presence in the Middle East, want, want to expand. And it would be more destabilizing to give institutional power to Trump supporters and populists as opposed to the already institutional powers of the United States. So you'll get some, some crises, January 6th style incidents. I think what will end up happening is you get two guys on a highway. And they can shut down trade on a major road because all the trucks that got to go through and they could, they, two guys. And then what are they going to do to deploy somebody? Good luck. Two guys. Look, look at what happened with the, with the Bundys. Something bigger is like that is going to happen. There's going to be some small jurisdiction that says we're, we're no longer allowing the feds to come in. Maybe a state thing. And then you're going to see Russia or China be like, we agree with you on all this stuff. What do you need? And they're gonna say, if we get these weapons, we can actually fight back and save this country. Then you'll get someone going, but it's, but it's China and Russia. They hate us. They're doing this to hurt America. And it's, and then they're gonna say, yeah, but if we don't take it, then the communists in the Democratic Party are gonna take over. So we have no choice. There's no way out.
1: Interesting. That's a proxy play and it's what we do. It's our MO. Right? (laughs) Crazy.
3: Right on, man. Ain't Mike. scary. It's been a blast, dude. Thanks for hanging out.
1: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. What you guys is doing is very important, and I appreciate you thinking about me and then having me on. It was awesome.
3: Thanks for coming. For everybody who's a member, thanks for making it happen, and we'll see you all next time.
4: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen
0: the bride and groom?